As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. We can't be sure Pope Francis is watching Sound Off tonight, but we are streaming live. And all are welcome here. Time to sound off. Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears. Featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to sound off. Welcome to Sound Off, Keith Murphy, alongside John Sears. And this is when it gets interesting, John, the conference game start for Iowa and Iowa State this weekend. Big 10, Big 12 coming up. I think then you really get into the bulk of the season. You're ready to go because non-conference, those games that really people say don't matter a whole lot, they're past you. It seems like they matter right now to Hawkeye fans. The hot topic, 4-0 start for Iowa. The record is not surprising. John and I, among others, predicted the Hawkeyes' perfect start, but it's the way Iowa's mm. playing that has turned heads and won back some bashers. What do you think? Contender or pretender? Sound off at 515-282-9010. Progress comes in many forms, and we just saw another one from Iowa. The Hawkeyes played a bad football team and beat the snot out of it. C.J. Beathard quarterbacked a near-perfect first half. He's a clear difference maker, but he's got company. No one questioned Mark Weissman's heart, but he was a fullback playing running back. Jordan Kanziri is a running back playing running back. That helps. 4-0's not surprising, but Kirk Ferentz 2.0 is. Ferentz sounded excited and looked re-energized before the season. Now we know why. Everyone's having fun. Not every Hawk fan jumped back on the bandwagon. A few holdouts want to see what happens in Madison. It's a rougher start for Iowa State's Paul Rhodes. Rhodes faces his second must-win in a month. Iowa State must beat a terrible Kansas team in Ames or the wheels fall off the bus. I think ISU will win, but that's a lot of pressure on a team still searching for swagger. Michigan's Amara Darbo made the college catch of the weekend, but it wasn't his top highlight. Darbo became a United States citizen. It's a remarkable journey from war-torn Sierra Leone to Des Moines to Ann Arbor. It reminds us how much we take for granted. This week's football players behaving badly featured video that emerged from a California high school game. A player allegedly rubbed icy hot all over an opponent's face. Icy hot. The player who felt like his face was melting won't press charges. He just wants an apology. I'd say that's getting off easy. And how about this knucklehead in Texas, Mac Breed? Breed admitted to ordering two of his high school players to assault an official. 
Breed claims the official was using racial slurs, which the official strongly denies. Regardless, there are much better ways to handle. And while the kids followed an order, they have to know better. Just as they have to know those are bad haircuts. Ugh. Speaking of bad haircuts, what were you thinking, Ragnar? You made $1,500 to drive a Harley onto the field and then had a great place to watch the game and you never had to buy a beer in Minnesota and you demanded $20,000 a game? Vanna White thinks you had it good. <laughs> and thanks in no small part to the Iowa Cubs, the Chicago Cubs reached the playoffs a year ahead of schedule. The only confoundingly stupid part is why Cubs fans often can't watch games right here in the market of the AAA franchise. Major League Baseball's blackout rules are more outdated than a Wrigley Field pee trough. Like someone checks their guide, sees the Cubs aren't televised. Oh, I guess I'll, uh, I guess I'll jump in the car, make the, the, the quick six-hour drive, and, and catch the game in person. It, it's just stupid, John. Very, very stupid. Keith, I wanted to address something I've seen a lot this week on social media. With the Hawkeyes starting 4-0, having early season success, the haters are out and swarming. And these aren't just Cyclone fans, but fans of other Big Ten teams as well. All of these haters keep bringing up Iowa's favorable schedule. Well, of course, Iowa's 4-0. They've played a schedule equivalent to Dyke New Hartford. Okay, first of all, let me say something that every Hawkeye fan would agree with that should make some of the haters happy. Iowa's schedule is very favorable, period. No reasonable Hawkeye fan would disagree with that. But let me also say, when you look at the non-conference, Iowa played their rival from the Big 12, an ACC team that could easily win eight games, a top five FCS team, and a low-level D1 team. The non-conference schedule reminds me of, oh, I don't know, 90% of the other schedules in the country? <laughs> As for the Big 10, no Ohio State, no Michigan State, no Michigan. Again, favorable for sure, no argument. But let's not act like the Hawkeyes sent in a request for this schedule. If you want to hate on someone, hate on the Big Ten. Hate on Jim Delaney. Iowa can only play the schedule the Big Ten sets five years in advance. If the Hawkeyes take advantage of the favorable schedule, win eight, nine, ten games, give them credit. If they don't and they falter in the Big Ten, then they definitely deserve to be criticized. Now it's your turn to sound off 282-9010. We'll start it with Chad in Des Moines. Uh, Chad, what do you think? You feeling good about the Hawkeyes as they head to Wisconsin? Well, um, I, I am feeling good, but uh, I know we haven't played anybody yet, so it'll be a, a good test. I know Wisconsin's down. It's probably the, our toughest game of the year, uh, but it's at their house, and uh, they're always good up there. So. That is true. I don't know that we don't know how far Wisconsin's down. Have a loss to Alabama. A lot of teams would lose to Alabama. And they, they lost, the running game's not as good. Their top running back is out. They don't have Melvin Gordon. That always helps. So the offense <laughs> is down, but I still think the Badger defense is very strong. And it's Madison. That's yeah, a tough, tough place Camp to play. Camp tough tough. Yeah. Uh, Conrad is in center. Conrad. Yeah, Conrad, what do you think? What is up, gentlemen? <clears throat> I am excited, most excited I've been about the Hawks in years. Sitting outside tonight, observing the blood moon, got me <laughs> thinking of one thing. What's that? College football playoff, Orange Bowl, baby. Hawkeyes, we're, we're showing up. Con and let, me ask you, let me ask you guys another question. Conrad, are you under the influence of the blood moon at this point, or you really uh, are thinking college football playoff? 
I consumed at least three hours of Blood Moon, but I am for <laughs> sure thinking college football playoff. Three I hours? Mean, CJ's unstoppable. Now, wait, wait, you had, you had something else you wanted to ask us something? Yeah, yeah. I was talking this around the shop this week, and my, all, right. all my boys were laughing at me. I think it's time to maybe re-up Kirk again. 2020 is right around the corner. He shows rejuvenated confidence. The team's back rolling. I mean, we got to lock him up now, right? You want another contract for Kirk Ferentz right now. I, I don't think that needs to, to be rushed. Enjoy this season. Enjoy the blood moon. I still am not, I'm not sure, John, if Conrad is talking about the moon in the sky or if he's drinking something called blood is, yeah, moon. Is, is there a new drink called blood moon? I'm, but, I'm thinking blue moon. Needs to go with Blood Moon for a week or so. Wouldn't, thinking, that ma- wouldn't that make some sales go up? I'm thinking Conrad in Centerville has Blood Moon shine. That's what I think. He uh, wants to re-up Kirk. Phil is in Pella. Uh, Phil, what did, what did you think of the Hawkeye game this weekend? Uh, it, was, it was a great game. Um, I've been really fortunate the last couple of weeks been able to go. You know, I was in Kansas City for the Kansas City-Denver game and the Iowa-Iowa State game. And also, I was, you know, big, uh, big victory with the the long field goal. But I couldn't get over sitting at Kinnick Stadium this weekend and just being so disappointed by the attendance. I was um, stunned. I was stunned going, that it was that low. Yeah, going to Iowa games since I was a kid, this might have been the worst attendance. And I guess I just, I just kind of wanted to to see what your guys' opinion. I mean, what do we have to do to try to turn that attendance around? Uh, Jack Trice had a had a full crowd. Uh, at their game, but we can't right. seem to fill Kinnick. Well, uh, Jack Trice is a smaller stadium. It was an unattractive opponent. Yep. Uh, but it was a beautiful day, and yet a, a three and O team. John, I think Iowa wins at Madison, and you you get a couple of sellouts as the season yeah, goes and on. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of people tweet win it, win and, and Facebook that they're still guardedly optimistic, sure. cautiously optimistic. Now, if this would have been Wisconsin in Iowa City this weekend, I think it would have been close to a sellout because Iowa's 3-0, a chance to beat maybe the best team in the Big Ten West at home. But North Texas doesn't quite have that ring to it. North Texas is 0-2. No. They just lost to Rice. Only so many Dan McCarney angles yeah. that we can take. And and I, I have – it's been it's – But he's becoming, right. The attendance is low. Yeah, it is low. It's become increasingly difficult to get me away from my high-definition television. Uh, home gating? In Man. some ways, it's better than tailgating. Man, when you got food at your disposal and six other games on TV, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Drink your own beer, use your own bathroom. Your own blood moon, your too. Over. Yeah, blood moon if you have that. Time for lookalikes with a local connection. Old Spice judges. Whoa. Adam <laughs> tweets to at soundoff13 that Brett Bielema, Arkansas coach, under fire, former Hawkeye, looks like old <laughs> butthead. This is unbelievable. Old Spice. Wow. Have we had this before? Is this, is this a first-timer? This needs to go straight this, into the Sound Off Hall of Fame. This is, this is top three. This is fantastic. This Let's is see. top three. Dean of Adele thinks Cubs manager Joe Madden looks like Whoa. Carl Fredrickson from Up. Old Spice. It's a good night for lookalikes. You know, some of us spent our weekend doing important things like watching Iowa play North Texas. Others were not so productive, and they're what's bugging Andy next. Love it if you like us on Facebook. It's Sound Off Nation. Brett says, Arietta has had one of the best halves of, of pitching in MLB history. I'd much rather have the game at Wrigley, but I'm loving our chances, especially if we can scratch out two to three runs. Talking about that playoff game likely against the Pirates. Matt writes, I love the start, but I want to see the Hawks beat Wisconsin. 
before I believe this year's team is vastly improved as advertised. If they can, the sky is the limit. Give us Ohio State in the Big Ten title game. Oh, easy now. <laughs> uh, Matt says we are 4-0. Beathard is making plays Rudock is not capable of. Our run defense is strong, and we have a shot at beating the Badgers. That's all I could have asked for at this point in the season. Fair point. Allen says I have been the biggest fire Ferentz guy for the last three years, but he's brought me back this year. Why? He's finally broken all his tendencies. Teams now have to spend extra hours preparing for Iowa. Kirk is playing to win. Nothing cures what ails you like winning. It's time to find out what's bugging Andy. And here's a hint. America is quite a country. Now, we all believe that, but every now and then we get a really vivid reminder of that. And for me this week, it was this news story. People across the country lined up outside Apple stores waiting to buy the new iPhone 6S. Many of them spent days in line, enduring such hardships as 70 degree temperatures and <laughs> lack of nearby electrical outlets to keep their current iPhones charged while they waited. It's only been a year since the last iPhone was released, but can't live without features like a pressure-sensitive touchscreen were evidently enough to get them right back out there once again. What a country. Hey, Irving Berlin, somebody roll his old bones out here and let's update those God Bless America lyrics, huh? <laughs> Forget the Purple Mountain's majesty, never mind the fruited plains. There's no more beautiful sight than that of a people who have this whole game of life thing so mastered that we now have the time and resources to sit outside a store waiting for the chance to buy a new cell phone. Yes, while others around the world wait for food, water, and freedom, we wait for retina displays and more megapixels. It's no wonder everyone wants to come here. We've got it so good that the only thing we really have to try hard for is the chance to buy something that will make it even easier to be lazy. <laughs> I might sound a little smarmy here, but don't get me wrong. I'm as addicted to American excess as anyone. This weekend, I gave away a recliner because it no longer matches the curtains. Curtains that are only for decoration and a recliner that is, by definition, something that isn't supposed to look good to begin with. I felt a little bad. I mean, for about 20 seconds until my attention was distracted by the ringing sound of my iPhone 6 and the reminder that even though I just bought it last week, it was now obsolete. I'm Andy Fails, <laughs> and that's what's bugging me. Nicely done, Andy. Who's in your five is next with great eights. Plus, more live phone calls. Jacob and Chris will both sound off next. The Twitter ticker fell asleep in the fourth quarter of that Wake game up. tonight. Uh, but we do have some tweets to share with you now. We'll get that uh, ticker fixed as soon as we can. Follow us uh, on Twitter, at SoundOff13. Regarding the Iowa State game next week against Kansas, Ryan tweets, I have faith in the Cyclone players. I'm not sure I have faith in the coaches to put them in the proper places to win. Left hash. I think referring to the Cole Netton yes. left hash kick. Pete says, would Iowa State's 14-point line against Kansas officially make Kansas 
football worse than a dumpster fire. Man, yeah, Kansas they are is bad. So bad. Iowa State is a 14 and a half point favorite. Uh, who's in your five favorite baseball eights at number five before my time, but uh, the late great Yogi Berra, of course, he passed away this week at age 90. Number four baseball eight, Joe Morgan. Good player. Uh, from my childhood, Hall of Famer. How about another Hall of Famer at number three? Willie Pops Stargell. Look at number, those uniforms. Yeah, number two, Carl Yastrzemski. Yaz, the great Boston Red Sox. And at number one, got to go Cal Ripken Jr. Hard to not, top him. Not to be confused with Cal Naughton Jr. <laughs> uh, back to live calls here. Let's get it started with Chris in Iowa City. Uh, Chris, what are you thinking about the Hawkeyes? Are you impressed four games in? You know, I, I might not be drinking the national championship Kool-Aid, but I'm all in for this new Kirkapalooza right now. I mean, he's got the players excited, the fans are excited. It just feels good to be a Hawkeye again, which is, I mean, it's been hard to say that the past couple of years. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this team's going to do up in Madison. Yeah, wouldn't you agree that it's, it's not the record, because the record's not that surprising it's the way the Hawks are playing and the approach to the game itself and everybody looks like they're having fun and they're on the same page exactly I mean if you look at the way the pit game ended and I mean the players were just streaking to all corners of the stadium just pumped up like you can't coach that you can't teach that I mean that's just fun Thanks for your it's call. It's a different attitude yep. around the, the facility. And 4-0, like you said, winning always helps. If they can win in Madison next week, just wait. It'll build even more. Kirkapalooza. Sound off next week will really be a Kirkapalooza. Uh, Jacob is in Ames. Uh, Jacob, are you hey, thinking Cyclones in Ames, or are you also talking about the Hawks? Oh, definitely Hawkeye. Live here up in Ames, but go Hawkeyes. What do you think? What do you like? Ah. Uh, I just got a question. I mean, with all that depth, the Hawkeyes have a receivers and the running backs. I wanted to know if uh, you think Rudock could be the, be in the same spot, producing the same results. No, I don't, because I, I, I think C.J. Beathard, uh, the throws that he makes across the field, the quick slants that have more zip, that throw to Tavon Smith there, mm -hmm. the 81-yard bomb, he hits Smith in stride. Rudock had many chances to do that last year, but he's not good at the deep ball. He overthrows a lot, or he underthrows, and the receiver has to come back. Beathard has been on point, so I think he's making throws that Rudock cannot make. He's also made a couple of the biggest plays of the season with his legs. His ability to run has uh, helped the, uh, the Hawkeyes at key times. Yeah. And it feels to me like his teammates respond to his leadership in a different way than they responded to Jake Rudock's. Uh, guys lead differently, and they really seem to be all in behind Beathard. And Beathard, he seems to just be kind of cool under pressure. You see him in postgame interviews, he's just kind of got that cool, humble swagger to him a little bit, where I think he knows he's what he needs to do, and he does it. Well, Gabe Glenn on RVTV was telling us he thinks it's because he's uh, CJ has been around so many big country stars. <laughs> the country singers, yeah. Yeah, that he's just not phased. You know, he hangs out with Kenny Chesney, and then uh, he goes and plays a football game. The Pope makes his first appearance what? on Sound Off. Won't be live. Uh, John and I face off next. Oh, man. Conrad has people all wound up about with that blood, blood moonshine. Blood moonshine, <laughs> yeah. Time to bounce around some more topics. We call it Face Off. Keith, Pope Francis made his first trip to the U.S. this week. And is it just me or does it seem like everyone has Pope fever? Yes. The guy is like a rock star with a better message. Love the Pope's message. Unconditional love, forgiveness, non-judgmental. People of any religion or even no religion 
should get behind that message, right? Speaking of God, Aaron Rodgers took a jab at Russell Wilson last week after the Packers beat Seattle. Mm -hmm. Rodgers said, I think God was a Packer fan tonight, so he was taking care of us. Last season, Wilson credited God for helping the Seahawks beat Green Bay right. in the NFC title game. This is all fun, right? Mostly, but Rodgers is making a point too, I think. He, he also said God cares about the people in a game, but not the outcome. I, I find it silly when an athlete implies God took some inventory of faith on each <laughs> roster and decided which team deserved to win. Uh, no. I, I wish God was a Bears fan right now. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not sure they're – yeah, I'll leave that alone, John. I don't want to be hit by lightning. <laughs> Friday on the Murph and Andy radio show, Bryce Miller interviewed Terry Bradshaw, the four-time yeah. Super Bowl champ. Many forget Bradshaw grew up in Comanche, Iowa, and actually dreamed of playing for the Hawkeyes. Iowa never offered. Bradshaw talked in depth about how much he wanted to be a Hawkeye. It was really fun. That was a big miss for Iowa, but it's always easy to say that after a Hall of Fame miss. Yeah. No one ever says it about Richard Richardson or Mike Michaelman. Mike Mike. See? Yeah. Speaking of the Hawks, Fran McCaffrey beat out some big-time schools and landed a big recruit this week. 6'8 power forward Tyler Cook out of St. Louis, a top 100 player. Right. Fran has had his misses, but he deserves credit for this one. He really does. Uh, Cook is so good, Hawkeye fans paused from talking football for a few minutes and then went right back to football, especially Conrad in Centerville. Blood uh, you, moonshine. You can always email the show, soundoffandwhotv.com. Um, it was a perfect day, and the Hawkeyes played nearly a perfect game. If there is a better college town than Iowa City, I haven't been to it. Proud of our team. I hereby predict a 10-2 season. That's from James in Iowa. All aboard the bandwagon. I predicted the Cyclones would be fired up this year and start the season 4-0. My bad. I like Coach Rhodes, but have finally accepted that it's time for him to go. Brian in Johnston. Rest in peace, Yogi Berra. As so many have said already, despite my never seeing you play, you most assuredly touched my life through the legendary one that you lived. Godspeed from Shane in Marshalltown. Uh, 60 seconds sound off now. We'll try to get one thought and move right to the next caller so we can get a few different people on. Tom in Des Moines. Tom, what do you think about the Hawks? I think uh, it all comes down to Saturday. If they beat Wisconsin. It's a, it's a big, you're right, it's a big, big way to start. the. We'll know so much more yeah. at this time next week. Chris in Camrar, what do you think about Iowa? Well, I think they're doing great. I like TJ, and uh, this week will tell us everything. It's going to tell us a lot. I sense a theme here. Justin and Indianola, what do you think? I think they're good, and I love TJ. And Final he, word. Ch he's choked up. He's choked up. It gets emotional, or it could be the, uh, the blood moon. Uh, Cheezer will have the final word. Cheezer, your Royals clinch this week. We should mention that. They're in the playoffs yes, it, again. Hey, how, how, how far do you, uh, do you think they'll go? I'm uh, expecting a World Series title because they made it there last year but lost. Yeah, I'm John, John thinks it's time to take the next step. Yep. And I, I, think, uh, I think if uh, we don't beat Kansas this week, I think we should fire the Rose on the spot. Oh, man. Cheezer's calling for the That's the, the last key, thing we want. Keys to be picked we up don't want to midfield. No, They're no. going to beat Kansas. Yeah. They, it's pressure, though. They've got, to, they've got to beat Kansas. I yeah. think they'll beat Kansas. I think they'll beat the – crap out of Kansas. Yeah. Uh, we're Do back it. next week. Hope you are too. We leave you with the sound off send off. New United States citizen and former Dowling Maroon Amar Darbo with the catch of the week.
Good night. and the Odo Beckham-like catch by Darbo. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.